Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. What's up, world? It's your boy, Big Court, from the Holding Court Podcast. See, ACP is where the streets and black excellence meet and is brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop, powered by creators. Perfect. So did things, <laughs> did things change drastically for you in your career after doing, because now this box office was how many hundreds of millions? Now you're... Yeah, it was the highest grossing film to date okay. when it came out. Okay. Yeah. So when you do that, what changes? Again, I, re I remember Jonathan telling me, you know, you're not going to be able to pump gas without people mm -hmm. recognizing you. Those were his words. And, and when he called me to let me know that I got the job, mm -hmm. I was riding my friend's horse in Griffith Park. I'll remember it exactly. We were just crossing the bridge by Circle K. <laughs> Any listeners out there ride and ride there, they'll know where that spot is. And um, he's like, are you ready? Because your life is going to completely change. And I was like, yes, bring it. And it was wild to be under that kind of worldwide scrutiny. Yes. Um, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. Yeah. So once the movie comes out, though, and I mean, it's critically acclaimed, everybody mm -hmm. loves it. They receive it well. It makes money. I mean, how did things change for you in your career and in your personal life? Like, or is everybody, you know, on Kristana now? Everybody wants you a piece of you. They want you to be in their movies and Dating. personally yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Uh, it's it's interesting. You could see, I, I I was able thankfully to see through the veil mm -hmm. pretty well okay. of like how people were just wanting to use you, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and so I you know I've always tried to just really remain true to myself mm -hmm. and and be me. I don't really think I've I've changed that much in it. I mm -hmm. think I've always been pretty discerning about people's character. Mm -hmm. And I you know, I could I could see through it. But yes, it was that was definitely different for sure. Okay. Did did the jobs come pouring in and the offers? Yes, they did. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, certainly it opened up various doors and on a worldwide stage, yes. you know, and working abroad, which was right. great. Um but you know it's it's a hard business yeah and is. you no matter what because people say okay we saw you do that yeah. that was great yeah but what's next what's next you know yeah. show us what what else is in your box and of especially tricks. when you have something that big you know mm -hmm. it, it makes it actually even 
more difficult. So you know? iconic, yeah. you know? Yes. Um, so it's, but that's the fun of being an actor, right? Is you get mm -hmm. to mix it up. Mm -hmm. um, but yes, I mean, certainly did a lot of action after mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, you know, of course, drama too, um, mm -hmm. and sci-fi, yeah. Mm -hmm. And did so, you, it, go ahead. Go oh, no, ahead, say, did you, because you say you weren't a fan of action. Did you get into action after that? Did you become more of a fan of it? I, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was a fan of, of doing it. Okay. I always enjoyed doing mm -hmm. action because, again, it's something yes. that makes sense to me mm -hmm. uh, physically. And... And uh, although I can be a, a, certainly a critique, like these mm -hmm. women that I see in action films sometimes, I will not mention any names, <laughs> but who are running around in three-inch spikes. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and I trained in heels. I mm -hmm. had to train in running in heels at, at UCLA, as a matter of fact, <laughs> mm -hmm. on the track. And I remember training in heels. They weren't three-inch. They were like two-inch, but Arnold wore boots, and I... Mm -hmm. And I remember some of the kids on the track, they they came up to me and they're like, man, your coach is cold. Like, <laughs> like sprint and heels. But I learned. I learned how to sprint wow. on the balls of my feet. That's another story. But um, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, actually, if you were a fan of action oh, the actor, action. but yes, you yes, like yes. doing it. Yes. Right. So these women who I, I just can't buy them mm -hmm. doing it. Like you've got to yeah, have, no. you know, I'm not I a agree. small woman, right. you know. But I'm, your tone, like, you look, you look oh, like you. you. Yes. Thank you. Like you have, to, if you're going to be doing it, yes. you got to sell it, man. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to have some They're muscle tone. To... You've got to have. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you've got to have, you know, and some women do it really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got, I got to work with Zoe Bell, mm -hmm. who comes to mind. Um. And, um, I mean, I know she comes from the stunt world, right. mm -hmm. but like, I mean, she's incredible at what yeah. she does. And, yeah. um, you know, and there are various, there are various others that just on an, on a side, like look at Sigourney Weaver. I mean, mm -hmm. she really yes. pioneered that oh, yeah. whole mm -hmm. movement yeah, species, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to just come from the stunt world, obviously, to, but it's, mm -hmm. it's some kind of an embodiment mm -hmm. um, that I think is important to carry through. And you have a background in martial arts as well? No, not okay. really. I okay. mean, I've I, I think that may be out there on the internet somewhere, but that's not really true. Okay. I mean, I've I've studied it <laughs> yeah. because of the roles that I've done, okay. but I am I am not a martial artist. Okay. No, no I just Christina, you should have just went with it. You should have just acted and went with it. Oh yeah, you know I got black belt and you know full degree, full Dan. She don't fake the funk. No, it's true. So. So as you, I mean, you you get in modeling and you're acting and you have this blockbuster film, then at some point you pivot and you put your producer cap on. That's right. And yep. you produce uh, Fighting for Freedom. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So um, coming off a of blockbuster film, what made you want to, you know, get behind the camera? Mm -hmm. Actually, there was even a film um, preceding that called mm -hmm. Lime Salted Love that mm -hmm. I produced first um, mm -hmm. with some friends from acting class. Um, but Fighting for Freedom is a very special film because my dad wrote it. Oh, and we wow. shot it on my parents' farm <clears throat> and in Hudson in upstate New York. Mm -hmm. And Bruce Stern, legend, uh, two-time Academy Award nominee, plays my dad. And I, it just made sense to have that role as producer. I think if you've mm -hmm. been in this business for a while and you've had your eyes open and you have some sort of ambition, you go, oh, well, I want to be the conductor 
Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be the one pulling the strings. I want to put all the people together to help create my vision, mm-hmm. whatever that is. So mm-hmm. from there, um, I also produced some other films, but uh, I started a company called uh, Trio Entertainment. Mm-hmm. And we are about to release uh, next year um, a feature called Vice and Virtue, uh, which is two celestial beings, Vice and Virtue, come down to Earth um, and they impose this judgment day on about half a dozen people that find themselves in an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. So over the course of this night, these people are in life or death situations and it looks at our choice points and how some choices take us in one direction and some take us in the other. So what will these people choose Mm -hmm. essentially? Is it more gratifying for you um, to be a producer or an actor? Acting is my passion. Um, I mean, I'm also in vice and virtue, uh, Mm -hmm. but producing is, is great too. I'm learning. I'm still, I'm still learning. So as a business model, but as a as a also as a brand and as businesswoman, do you do you see the value more in being a producer opposed to being an actress? Well, it certainly opens up more possibilities, mm-hmm. right? Right. It's like if you can wear more hats, yeah. why not? That's I mean, right. I'd like to actually try directing next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yes. think I'm really I think I'm ready now yeah. to do that. Yeah, it's an extra line item. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can get three paychecks. Yeah. Perfect. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So Segwaying into my next question, what is your favorite vampire movie? Well, I did one. I know. Yeah. That's <laughs> yep. why I'm asking you what your favorite one but is. But my favorite uh. is Interview with a Vampire. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not yours. He wanted you to say from Dust Till Dawn yeah, or yeah. some yeah, 80s. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Interview Boy. with a Vampire. That was, so, that was classic. And the show yeah. was good. I mean, but it wasn't like vampire, vampire. Like, they wasn't like monstering, you know? You I mean? didn't like the romance nah, aspect of nah, it. Yeah. I, want them to I did. Eat yes. People, yeah. You know, suck blood and, and fly and turn into something. <laughs> it, you know yeah, I mean? it wasn't gruesome. <laughs> yes. Maybe you like the, the yes. gray. I just like traditional, like Fright Night is mine. Yes. Okay. I have not seen Fright Night. Oh, come on, Christana. Come on now. I'm sorry to let you down. How you ain't seen (laughs) Everybody's like, what? Obviously, this is a household favorite. (laughs) How you ain't seen Fright Night with Chris? Do you know Chris Sarandon? No. Oh, okay. Well, we got to have a movie night. Now. I was going to say, I'm going to come over. Say, Chris, come get your I'll girl, bring man. some popcorn. <laughs> there we so go. you really never seen Fright Night, huh? I have not. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So your favorite in- interview with a vampire. Yeah. So you do Blood Rain, right? Yep. Um, And that was your first time playing a vampire. And doing horror? Was it Actually, a damn fear. So I'm a hybrid. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So kind of like Blade. Vampire, half, yeah. Like Blade. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. 
So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Um, and uh, was yes, it was my first vampire movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's actually horror per se. It's kind of sci-fi-ish a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but it's it's definitely fantasy. Yes, fantasy. And definitely be, bloody. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. But I like the whole aspect. Uh, what's what's intriguing to me about vampire films is, of course, one, we can live forever. Mm-hmm. And two, that you take someone's blood, their life force to sustain your own. Like, mm-hmm. And then there's that whole erotic kind of sensual mm-hmm. aspect of it. Like glamour. It's all wrapped yeah. into one. <laughs> and, it's, and it's a big, like... I mean, I think what I liked about Interview with a Vampire is mm-hmm. when they start to have the self-realization of like, I can't, I can't kill people to sustain my own life mm-hmm. anymore because mm-hmm. it's not worth it. You know, when they yeah. get to that end point of living through all these years mm-hmm. and, you know, at, to what end do we want to live? Yeah. Um, there's, some, there's an interesting question in there. With, with you, I'm going to ask you, Cristana, um, would you want to live forever if you could? No, yeah, I don't think so. Because, and ironically, I was just listening to something um, before coming over here tonight about, you know, in the in the tech world, how there's all this intrigue about um, eternal life yes. and and creating that and how do we sustain our life and then you think about what would mirror. that do mm-hmm. to the right what thinking. would that do to the world yeah i mean i think the whole world would crumble if everybody lived forever mm-hmm. i mean i don't think that's the sustainable part i think like you look at elon just i think he just got approval for that Neuralink like thing that he's trying out um it's like basically wow. a computer chip mm-hmm. uh, it's it's way deeper you have to look yeah. into it but yeah, he it's just too got much a, already he, yeah. he just got <laughs> approval mm-hmm. for a, basically like a computer chip ai thing that he's trying mm-hmm. to create called Neuralink. Mm-hmm. they've showed examples of like they've they did a chimpanzee i think and like they put this chip in and he was able to control things by thinking them and then the computer relays. Yeah, that's too much. That's too dangerous. Much. Yeah. But yeah, I think the thought is more, if if you guys are fans of The Matrix or have seen mm-hmm. it, it's more of just cocooned people, yeah. like linked up. Mm. Less of people mm-hmm. living forever. Because I don't think the physical body can live forever. Mm-hmm. But I no. think maybe the consciousness this. And transfer it. Yeah. Like in Black Mirror. Like yeah. you got a real death, then you got the computer death. Where it's yeah. like we can stream your consciousness into another body or another organism. I think that's weird. And yeah. I think that's just. Very, very you know. I definitely wouldn't want to live live Mm-mm. forever, and especially live forever forever like a vampire, and everybody else around you dies. I've, oh, I've already. It's buried. hard enough How now losing people at this be? age. Right. I've already you know? buried too many right. people that I. Don't that's know. what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. can you imagine just literally wow. everybody that you know? You know, you're not going to. And, and it keeps going. Every every year, right? You meet other people. You fall in love with them. Oh, then they're gone. Yeah. You know, my gosh, you're. I mean, no wonder you flying around here sucking blood. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, probably too, exactly. <laughs> I probably would too. Oh, so God. with Blood Rain, that was a pretty big budgeted film, mm-hmm. wasn't it? What? Why do you think that Blood Rain didn't really connect um, in terms of like box office and just with, with fans like that? It was adapted, obviously, from the video game. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, uh, I think there were some, there were some distribution 
distribution issues that I okay. won't go into, but okay. I think that that um, was difficult. And um, I don't know, maybe the execution could have been slightly different. I mm. mean, it's hard to say. You never okay. know what's going to land right. with That's people right. Historically, or not. video That's game right. adaptations haven't really it's worked true. well. Until right. The Last of Us recently as a episodic. Did you see that? Mm-mm. It's a streaming series, but the oh, last... Oh, that's off of a video game? Last of Us is from oh, a video game. Okay. Oh, wow. And it did very well. I didn't know that. But it's like the first, because people are like, yeah, I mean, historically. Was, wasn't Resident Evil a video mm -hmm. game? Resident okay. Evil. But Resident yeah. Evil has its, like, yeah. hiccups, too, with people saying that right, it right. never really translated. Because it's like part it. 20 or something, right? It's like a it's bunch of... It's a lot of it, yeah. Yeah. So, after you do all that, you, you know, you go to very popular show the l word mm -hmm. yeah wait so. what year because wifey used to watch that what year uh <laughs> it was, i think it was three yeah yeah i was in season three and then i think in the beginning of four like mm -hmm. maybe just ah. the first episode or something mm -hmm. but yeah what was your experience like with the l word um you know i was really happy and excited to be invited onto the cast mm -hmm. um you know at the time, it was a complete pioneer. I mean, nobody else no, had done right. a TV show like that. That's true. Um, and I think it's important to be able to promote loving whom you choose. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my sister always um, supported that. I mean, I've been outspoken about you know dating men and women, and mm -hmm. I think you know the more that things are spoken about. Mm -hmm. Um, the less of a stigma it becomes. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at it now, even how many years is it later, 15 years later, the scope of things has changed mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. because people talk about it, right. you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's I mean, the most important They thing. say there's nothing new under the sun, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's just become more acceptable. Do you consider yourself, well, let me ask you, when you did the L word, um, had you already identified um, yourself as uh, uh, is, would you say you're bisexual or would you say yeah. you're sapiosexual I don't, what's sapiosexual there's all these new terms that I don't think I'm quite up meaning, on yet meaning that you it, it's more um, intellectual intellectual like rather man or woman just who you who stimulates you intellectually and that's who you kind of I don't know if that's any different than bisexual anyway is, maybe I don't know. I, maybe it is. I mean, for me, I'm it guessing. is always about the person. I'm guessing. Okay. Yeah. So first. maybe a little. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Did and you... yes, I had been. Okay. I'd be, already been outspoken, and I think as soon okay. as they caught wind of that, you know, it was mm -hmm. like we got to get her on the show <laughs> because a lot of people at that time weren't talking about it. Right. You know. Right. But again, with the support of my sister, um, you know, it was like why it's it's a non-issue. You right. know, it should never be an issue. Right. Right. That was a pretty big show, though. Oh, it was huge. Yeah. yeah. Did you win? Did that show win any awards? Probably. Okay. <laughs> you say you just did the work and kept yeah, it moving. Yeah. Huh? You know, it's funny. It's funny to say that you have to talk about it, and it should be a non-issue. But it's going back to like the Me Too movement. It it's continues to be an issue. You've seen mm -hmm. Roe v. Wade overturned. Mm -hmm. and oh seen, my gosh. And you've seen as soon as they overturned it, what? Um, the supreme the black supreme court justice mm -hmm. he was the first one to be like yeah we're gonna go after gay rights next yeah right. that was the next That's thing right. we were targeting yeah. i was like we're, we're overturning women's rights and gay rights now yeah, That's what it's we're crazy doing. yeah like it's yeah. A, that doesn't seem i would never understand how you can tell a woman what like i can never wrap my head around mm -mm. that no what to do with your body that's crazy, and that's your, crazy. Your, yeah 
Yeah. So we we again, it should be a non-issue, but it keeps become somehow. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's evolved. I mean, for yeah. sure, since that time, and I think it's because of shows like The L Word mm-hmm. that you know showed same-sex relationships in yeah, albeit slightly more glamorous, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. but like normal, mm-hmm. you know, day-to-day experiences. And my character on the show um, was bisexual, if mm-hmm. I'm remembering correctly, and she had a son. And that's how she meets the love interest, Kate mm-hmm. Menig's character, um, who had a younger, much younger brother. Um, so again, it's like, you know, this, this is a real experience. This is a real family, you know, and there were other couples, you know, that had a child on it. And so I think it helped see couples in a different light. But that's crazy. The fact that you have to humanize other people, like you're already human. They already, you know, that's so weird. It's a lack of respect. It goes back to like the other thing where it's. Being that your parents are obviously from a different generation, were they supportive in, in that? With me? Yes. In the show? No. Or on a personal level? Be, yeah, on a well, personal level. Well, your sister, I guess. Well, yeah. Oh. I mean, my sister really broke the mold. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think they ultimately just really want their daughters to be happy. Okay. You know, wherever, wherever that went. I think for them, you know, they still were under the guise of, you know, well, it's easier, you know, to be in a heterosexual relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and we want an easy life for right. you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but ultimately, yeah. I mean, I think whomever I was with, you know, they mm-hmm. would they would support. Okay. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Um now fast forwarding to strike. Mm-hmm. So finally done with. <coughs> uh <laughs> what are your thoughts on the strike? And well, let me just ask that that first part question. What did did you agree with what they were fighting for? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Uh, oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There really needed to be an overhaul. Um, on so many levels within um, the guild. And, you know, I've been a member of the guild for many, many years now, but I never really knew what my position was until recently when I really had to look at it. <clears throat> and through COVID, uh, people started, producers started to, um, because of these hefty uh, COVID compliance fees, they wanted you to start working um, non-union. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they'd throw a lot of extra money out there. Hey, do my project and I'll pay you X amount. And, you know, it's non-union. And I was like, I'd never been asked to do a non-union project. I mean, maybe in, since the very beginning of my career because mm-hmm. nobody did that before. I mean, this is just one example, right? Mm-hmm. But there are all these ways and loopholes where producers started to try to get crafty. And I was like, this is not fair. This is not right. Mm-hmm. I have worked long and hard to have the position that I have within the union and to get paid into my pension and health and for my child. Um, and that needs to be upheld. And I shouldn't have to work in a in a way that's um, sub-level and subpar to what I've been doing. And, you know, I ended up actually, um, because there's all other things I could lose. I could mm-hmm. lose in um, my standing in the union, 
mm-hmm. and thereby be blacklisted and never be able to do a union project again. Mm-hmm. Um, I could never have the opportunity uh, to, if even if I declared FICOR, which is another level, a financial core, you could do, do a hybrid, but then you also lose um, ever getting nominated for a Screen Actors Guild Award. You know, you're kind of demoted. There's all of these reasons why I, I mean, and look, everybody can do what they want to do. That's their choice. But I really sat with why it was important for me mm-hmm. to uphold that. And I, and I turned away a lot of money um, for my beliefs, I mean, that's just how I am, um, to really stand for that. And, uh, I actually wrote letters to various producers during that time who asked me to work uh, non-union and explaining why it was really important. You know, Hey, I'd love to do your job. I'd love to make the money and I'd, you know, I'd love to work with you, but these are the reasons why I'm holding out and so anyway, that whole voice, and, and they actually responded to me favorably, and they said, you know what, thank you. We mm-hmm. appreciate that, and you know, when we have a union project, we'll let you know. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that it's now done, Yeah. and for what was it, 118 days or whatever right. it was, yeah. you know, that we stood in solidarity, and I really felt proud mm-hmm. of being a union member um, and, and them having our back. I mean, that's the other thing, too. Like, we need to stand together as union members so that they can support us in the ways that we need to be supported. Mm -hmm. Does the three-year part make you nervous? No, because I think if we can do what we did this time around... Mm -hmm. I don't think that they would renege. I think if anything, after three years, if the evolution of things keeps evolving as fast as it has mm-hmm. been, we'd have to get an even better agreement. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Do you think you could find yourselves in the same predicament in three years? Hopefully not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the one loose cannon or the biggest loose cannon would be AI. I think that's what everybody's yes, that thinking. Yes, that's my next question, yeah. Um, yeah. But again, with the best AI that I have seen, mm-hmm. it's not a human. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have the human nuance. It doesn't have the human reactivity. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the human emotional life. Right. There's something devoid. Mm-hmm. So you can't replace that. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like AI in terms of being a creative, do you feel like that it's it's something that could be useful or do you feel threatened by it? So interesting because she was Terminator. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. To even be right. having the exactly. conversation. Exactly. Like, exactly. Right. It's, the machines will Skynet. rise yeah. and become self-aware. It's, Skynet, huh? it's true. <laughs> Um, she was talking about how she had to become devoid of human yeah, to become right. a character. When she said right. it, that's exactly what yep. I thought. Like, yeah. But you the whole Terminator. Yeah. Over <laughs> you know, I've always been of the mindset, like if I can't feel it, touch it, taste it, hold it, or smell it, I can't mm-hmm. relate to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've had a bit of a, a kind of an away from aspect with the whole AI mm-hmm. movement. Although I do see the value to it, mm-hmm. you know, chat GPT, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, what it can do and how it can break things down and mm-hmm. how it can help you figure in, figure things out and streamline. And it is incredible, <clears throat> but it's all because of human inputted information to right. begin with. Right. Um, so I, going back to your question, what was the new, the new, well, I was saying, question? do you think it would be helpful or are you afraid of it? I think it can be a really helpful mm-hmm 
tool. Um, so I think used in the right yes. ways. Um, but, but most people, you know, like we know, they find a way to abuse it, you know, and, mm-hmm. and sure. exploit it. And exploit yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I'm not going to stay up sleepless nights worrying about it. <laughs> right. You're we're just, move, we're you're moving just in adjust. that direction. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like social media. Exactly. Like it's, it's happening. Yeah. And yeah. it will continue to evolve. And if it's happening on social media, then it's real. What are your th- <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Being we're from a different generation, what are your thoughts on social media? How did you get acclimated to this social media world? Just being constantly, you know, just uh, have access to and people want to see what you got it going on. It was really hard for me and i I still am not a huge fan to be honest i'm not a big social media person Mm -hmm. i do see the value and i do see um you know the enjoyment of the feed the give and take Mm -hmm. firsthand with fans and that experience Mm -hmm. um but way back when with myspace Um, I remember reading some things. I remember the exact moment where I was sitting and reading things on there that were like, Ooh, mm-hmm. this is too much. Yeah. Like I don't need to have this enter my world. Mm-hmm. You know, I really don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm not going to, and maybe that's still my thought about AI. I'm like, well, yeah, these things are out there. I don't have to be privy to them on a deep, deep level, only as much as I need to or want to be. Somebody recently said like the most intelligent shit I had heard of. It was Tiffany. Tiffany Haddish. I was thinking about the same Tiffany thing. Haddish, I just didn't want to say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just didn't yeah. want to say it. What did she <laughs> said? Yeah. She said that amount of information mm-hmm. for her, mm-hmm. just for humans in general, it's not healthy. Is, is not yeah. healthy. It's not. You can't like look at a dead baby one second mm. and then scroll and see someone and then see Vampus. someone popping a pimple and then see someone kissing yeah. and then yeah. a yeah. funny cat video. Yeah. And she was like, I can't fucking just yeah. yeah. It's like in the matter of seconds scrolling that All many the- different mm-hmm. emotions. I've really <laughs> sheltered my son a lot from mm-hmm. it. Um yeah. I I here's an interesting fact. I don't have a screen in my house. I mean, I have, I have, I shouldn't say I have screens if I need them for certain projects Mm -hmm. or like, you know, obviously computer, you know, Mm -hmm. but I don't do screens with him. I should, Mm -hmm. I should more off say that Mm -hmm. like we don't do TV um, or video games or things like that. Um, And, um, you know, he does, he is exposed at Mm -hmm. other people's homes. but I think there's something really important about experiencing the world, yeah. you know, and I see so mm-hmm. many kids, yeah. absolutely babies, infants yeah. like this, absolutely yeah. addicted yeah. in the phone. And it's not healthy. It's like, this is our world. Yeah. This is our life experience. Yeah. There's so much else out there. And of yeah. course I love great cinema and the mm-hmm. arts and television right. and i can so appreciate it it's not that i'm of course anti right but i think in creating our own personal human development mm-hmm. we need to get we need to be doing more of this I, the interaction with I humanity agree. you have I a agree. peaceful home i can imagine Aww, i didn't have a tv for you. two years I, and it was lovely yeah. i really enjoyed it i yeah. i agree i think it's so funny because with technology it's a gift and a curse you know mm-hmm. uh because i miss the days of when we were just able to be present 
Mm-hmm. You know, you you know, you didn't have the phone. Only a few people had pagers back in the day. Right. But for the most part, doctors. Yeah. 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 Right. Or other kind of pharmacists. You know. Yeah. But you. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know. So, but you were able to be present. Somebody call your house. They leave a message. Right. Hell, you talk to them when you talk to them. Right. You know. Um, and you weren't but, so accessible. That's, yeah, that's what I hate. I hate exactly. That. I hate, I hate the part where people feel so Everything entitled to your energy. But right. people feel entitled to your energy. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. 930. Like, they haven't answered my email. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, they've got a life. They've yeah. got a home. They've got a family. It's interesting. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba that you say that being in entertainment that you don't have a screen obviously you know I, I run these studios but in my house i don't keep screens on and i sent my kids to a waldorf school. i went to a waldorf school <laughs> now i'm not as good as you because they've been exposed to some i just had a power ranger here mm-hmm. and i said yeah my kids have seen it but we did very limited like my kids still haven't seen any of the disney movies Mm-hmm. So we that's would, great. We would go to things and people would be like, oh, frozen. They'd be acting stuff out. My kids yeah. would be like, yeah. Do you give them a lot of time? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, now I do. No, that's a great. Bit. My mom did that with me. Because my, <laughs> my oldest is about to go into junior high. It's really mm-hmm. hard for him at this point. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. he's still in a Waldorf, and the junior high is also Waldorf, like inspired. So that's great. It, it's very mm-hmm. much like connection to like nature and go out. Mm-hmm. And do, oh, it is. It's, yeah. Some- I loved going to a Waldorf school. I sent um, my son also to a Waldorf school in yeah. the beginning. Now he's at a, a Montessori school, but yeah. I loved it. And it is, it's very experiential. Yeah. Um, and I think if you can get the enjoyment out of just being, yes, that's yeah. the essence of life, yeah. right? And because that's all going to come to them. All that technology is coming. Exactly. Yeah. It's unavoidable. No, you know? it's right. It's right. But I think it's just lack of balance. But like even in your field, um, and I don't know if you run into this yet, but because of social media, I mean, you as a classically trained thespian who's done the work and put the work in and also has the resume, you could very well lose a job to someone that has a million followers. It's possible. Yeah. Like how yeah. silly is that? Right. And they could have got the million just trending off exactly. of one goofy video. Right. Exactly. Which is like, yeah. That's yeah. the world that we live and, in. And, you know, I, I can't... Um, Again, I can't go down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. with that because mm-hmm. I am how I am mm-hmm. and I enjoy the choices I've made around technology. Again, it's an incredible tool and yes. you know, the way that in which that we use it can be very powerful, but it can also be, you know, uh, a detriment too. Yeah. So. Talk to me about Dark Knight of the Soul. So yeah. that's the film that I was mm-hmm. telling you about in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, of our interview and um I think it'll be I think it'll be a powerful film. As I mentioned, it's a very it's a very intense film with what this woman is is going through. Um, but uh, I don't you I mean, do you want me to recap it? Because I already talked about it. So maybe um, uh, she's bleeding out. It seems very introspective. Like, yes, I, I didn't touch on that. You're right. So movie starts out. Um, I get into a car accident. I'm pinned in this car. So Dark Night of the Soul, inspired by this poem, looking at your life in your dark night to potentially move to the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So through this blood loss in her leg, um, she starts to hallucinate. So she has this projected conversation with her father, who's been dead for 15 years, played by Martin Cove. 
She has flashbacks of a conversation with her sister, and she's trying to come to terms with the fact that she's got this high position at the CDC. Her husband and daughter were patient one and two, but she's not found a cure. And um, is she ready to move on into death and accept her fate, or does she have more fight to give and to live, and does she have more important things to do with her life? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, so it's an intense journey of of the mind, of mm-hmm. the reflective aspect mm-hmm. of like, you know, when people talk about looking <clears throat> death in the face and what do they yeah. see? They see the, the, the white tunnel of light and flashes of memory. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll, we'll, we won't know until we do know. Yeah. Um, I just finished reading this great book last night called um, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. It's a New York Times number one bestseller. It's a fabulous book and it looks at this woman who's about to kill herself and where she gets trapped in a place of this library of all these different alternate realities of her life. So Dark Night of the Soul in that vein begs the question of, are we good with where we're at in our life, with mm-hmm. our human existence? Mm-hmm. And if we're not, we got to get good because this is our life. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a beautiful movie that I think was slept on. It's not exactly the same, but it's so interesting now knowing that, that we lost the talent to suicide was um, What Dreams May Come. Did you ever watch that? Oh, with Robin Williams. With Robin Williams. Did it's you ever an see incredible that? book. Cuba Gooding Jr. and Robin Williams. I mean, book. I've, I've read the book, too. Such mm. an incredible film. Great book. And I actually, it's funny you bring that one up because I mentioned that to the cinematographer of this film as a reference point because it's it has that film. dream. Like, it's a beautiful film. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, my, my good friend, her grandfather, um, was the writer who wrote the book. And how What's the name of it again? What Dreams May Come. Okay. Yeah. So interesting too cuz it's a journey for him to connect to his wife who killed herself. Mm-hmm. It was a suicide. Mm-hmm. Um and then we lose him to yeah. that very same thing. That's right. But it was very introspective. Wow. It was are we good? Like there's the whole thing with Cuba and the storyline with his son and mm-hmm. you know I don't want to ruin it for anyone right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. but it's wonderful. I just well, rewatched it. But you talking it. about yours yeah. made me think like oh, For I'm, sure. I love films like that and I love yeah. Uh, that film so definitely where do we see it at or where can we well um we'll do the festival circuit Mm -hmm. um and then it'll be out Mm. later next year i'm not sure exactly yet what their plan is for release but and the homie that you mentioned what you said martin cole that's the that's karate kid that's That's, right yeah yeah yeah. that's uh cobra kai Yep. Oh, he loves Cobra yeah, Kai. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. the OG. That's the OG from uh, Cobra Kai. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. He's my dad. Okay. Nice. Nice. What, how was it working with him? He's great. He's yeah. great. He's a lot of fun. He's mm-hmm. very likable. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He was. He was great. Okay. Well, what else you got uh, coming? So up I've got, time? as I mentioned, Vice and Virtue, and then a film called uh, Darkness of Man, mm-hmm. um, where I play Jean Claude Van Damme's love interest. Wow. And Love that'll be in Damme. theaters. Um, they haven't set a release date. Maybe February. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, we should know soon. And uh, that's like a neo-noir mm-hmm. thriller um, with, of course, a little bit of action. Are you doing? There, are you doing action? Ironically, no. Oh, okay. Not in this one. Okay. No. Maybe in the sequel. 
All right. We'll set it up for that. <laughs> or we'll leave it there at that. But um, but yeah, dark. Uh, they're both with dark in the title. That's Darkness of Man. Mm -hmm. And then um, also No Address, as I said, the, mm -hmm. the movie about the homeless crisis. Mm -hmm. So Well, hey, you got anything, daughter? No, I've enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Courtney, uh, the third, do you have anything you want to ask Miss Cristana? Yep. Thank you very much. He's like, that's all I need that. to know. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Good. I'm so glad. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Well, shoot. Well, that's it. We'll close it on out. Man, we appreciate you mm -hmm. hey, taking your time to come here, Christina. I really appreciate you, you know, uh, for yes. blessing us with your time mm -hmm. and sitting down and, and telling us your journey and, and sharing your wonderful thoughts and and path with us. So we, we appreciate that. It's my absolute pleasure. I feel like I was just sitting, hanging out with a bunch of old friends. This was great. Absolutely. It was so relaxed. <laughs> great questions. And yeah. I love where the conversation went. So yeah. it was in some weird places at times. <laughs> I could just, all I could think of is him stabbing people at Chipotle. <laughs> Man, that's all that, was, that was humanitarian. That's that was humanitarian. humanitarian. <laughs> Fear not, homeless community. <laughs> if you I know. see a, if you get a random fork stuck up your mouth when you sleep, then you just know, know I'm love. checking on you. Yeah. Just know love. I'm checking on you. Yeah. I'm doing my humanly duties. Yeah. So, <laughs> but no, it's all good. So, listen, we out of here. Holding Court Podcast. Uh, Rachel Renee, yeah, producer yeah. Ken, and Kristana Loken. Thank you again. Thank you. All right, we out of here. <laughs>